0: Welcome to the Alzheimer's Solution Revolution Show with Ralph Sanchez. Ralph's background includes 25 years as a clinician and functional medicine consultant, and he is the best-selling author of The Diabetic Brain and Alzheimer's Disease. Ralph's mission on this show is to bring you the trailblazing information and science that enables you to live younger, longer, and protect yourself and your loved ones from cognitive impairment and dementia as you age. Hello and welcome back. This is Ralph Sanchez, your host here at the Alzheimer's Solution Revolution podcast. And this is episode number five. Now, if you had a chance to listen in to episodes three and four, those were the very first two of this special Think Ahead series I am making available here for the very first time. This is number three in that series. But before we begin that, I want to let you know that in next week's podcast here on this channel, the week of 418, 2022, I'll be bringing you a terrific report on the biomarkers linked to the risk of late onset Alzheimer's disease that are easily assessed through a simple blood test as early as the age of 35. I am very much looking forward to that, as it is a subject that I have emphasized in my writing and in my talks for many years now. Now today, as with the previous two Think Ahead podcasts, the intent is to give you a foundational understanding on the genesis of Alzheimer's disease, how it begins, and the critical role that two protein aggregations, beta amyloid and tau protein, how they accumulate in the progression of Alzheimer's in aging. So we'll be focusing mostly on tau protein and neurofibrillary tangles or tau tangles in this coming podcast. Tau tangles, for those that are not familiar with the term, are one of the hallmark lesions that form and are associated with the disease process of alzheimer's with the other hallmark lesion being beta amyloid protein and amyloid plaque which we covered in last week's podcast and as before you'll hear a collaborator susan brender on this podcast so thank you susan and here we go in the third of this Think Ahead series. Today, I'm talking to Ralph Sanchez in his series on Alzheimer's and dementia. We will pick up on discussions about the most important features of Alzheimer's and dementia. I want to have Ralph introduce you to the subject that he's been talking about throughout our series, that you talk and you cover amyloid protein plaque, So we can finish up with neurofibrillary tangles. Well, thank you, Susan. It's fun to be back and talking about how we can reduce our risk for Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And yes, in the last show, we actually talked quite a bit about beta amyloid protein and how that forms plaque. But in fact, that plaque isn't the biggest issue with the onset of Alzheimer's disease. It's a very toxic accumulation of beta amyloid protein, but it's these little smaller particles of that protein, which are called peptides, beta amyloid peptides. And they slowly aggregate and interrupt synaptic function. So they they start to disrupt the receptor function at the synapses. And we talk quite a bit about that. And that's where Alzheimer's starts. Alzheimer's once you get into the discussion of plaques, which are toxic, you're starting to talk about things that are after the fact. What happens in the timeline of Alzheimer's disease, is a whole series of events that leads to cognitive decline over many years. And yes, the uh, formation of plaques are a part of that, but more importantly, these beta-amyloid peptide proteins that interfere with the synapse function, that's more toxic component to that process. And today we're going to be talking about another lesion that's discussed in terms of the two primary lesions linked to Alzheimer's disease and, of course, amyloid plaque. And the second one is what are called neurofibrillary tangles. And we'll just call them tangles, so plaques and tangles. And neurofibrillary tangles are associated with a protein called tau protein, and that's spelled T-A-U. And I just want to share an interesting story. When I started my research back in the 90s, the primary discussion points in the research was which was the most causative component to the onset and development of Alzheimer's disease. Was it amyloid plaque or neurofibrillary tangles? And we've come a long way since. As a matter of fact, a few years after I Started my research, I started to see other research pop up that talked about well, you know, these uh, lesions are indeed uh, very toxic and they represent more of the disease process, but it's a whole timeline of events that lead up to these lesions that is really the crux of what happens in Alzheimer's disease. So I'll repeat that Alzheimer's disease transpires over at least a 20 to 30 year time window. And it's during that time when all of these toxic events are going on in your body and your brain that start to promote the aggregation, the disassembly, uh, and then the aggregation of these proteins. So we talked about amyloid protein being a normal component of the cellular membrane. And in the same regard, tau protein fulfills a very important function inside the cell. It's a component of what's referred to as the cyto, that means cell, so the cytoskeletal network. So, in the cell and in the extensions of the cell, which are the axons and dendrites, there is a skeletal network that not only supports the structure of the cell and those extensions, but more importantly, acts as a very, very important conveyance network. And so there are nutrients and other components that are very important in cellular function and synapse function that are actually being shuttled along this skeletal network from the cell body to the extensions where they're required, again, say, if you can paint a picture in your mind, you have the cell. And if you've seen pictures of neurons, they usually have a long extension, which is the axon. And the axon is what goes out to make a contact with other cells, or in the case of the brain, neurons, of course, are trying to extend to make connections. And that's very, very important in terms of the communication and formation of learning and memory processes. And as these extensions reach out and make contact, the contacts are actually those synapses. And those synapses are at the other cells and the actual other little extensions which are called the dendrite. And so these axons are reaching out, making contact with the dendrites and the cell body. So. They're making lots of different contacts. The axons make contact with numerous, numerous other cells. So we have just billions of these contacts literally in our brain that are facilitating our thinking process, memory and learning processes. So it's really a fascinating thing. And the skeletal network is is an important component, particularly of the axon, because it's taking these nutrients. That are produced in the cell and taking them to where they're needed the most. So, in the cell and throughout these axons and dendrites, we have little energy factories that are called the mitochondria. And the mitochondria are critical. And I talk about that a lot in the book in terms of energy metabolism, because when your energy metabolism isn't up to snuff, if you're not producing good energy, Well, that's a very, very important component in cognitive impairment and dementia as you age. As a matter of fact, it's a critical component and it's one of the earliest, earliest stages of Alzheimer's disease when the mitochondria become more dysfunctional. And one of the reasons it isn't functioning as well is because it can't get to places that it is needed like the axon terminal where it's making contact with the other cells and those are the synapses again. So the synapses are a very dynamic area and the mitochondria are very important for powering up all that transmission and energy that's going on there. So if you're not getting mitochondria there through the skeletal network, this conveyance network, then you're not able to obviously support all of that function and on the other hand these mitochondria just like all other little engines in our world whether it's an engine in the car or an engine powering your your blender you know they tend to wear out and they become dysfunctional so they have to be taken back into the cell body and repaired so there's this fascinating conveyance of all these nutrients and mitochondria and other components that are going to important areas of the extensions and then they're being taken back as they wear out and become dysfunctional and being their process where they're used in forming new mitochondria or they're discarded. So it's a fascinating, fascinating world. So now that you know how important this structure is, can you imagine what happens to it When it starts to fall apart, well, that means that the cell begins to fall apart because it no longer can function as it is supposed to, right? So that's what happens in this component of the disease process that's referred to as tangles. You know, we have various issues, and one of the things that happens with beta amyloid protein which is produced not only on the outer cellular membranes but there are many membranes including membranes in the mitochondria so there are membranes inside the cell where beta amyloid protein is produced and some of that beta amyloid protein that's more on the outer membrane actually makes its way inside the cell and then you have the breakdown of beta amyloid protein inside the cell And as these little beta amyloid proteins aggregate, they actually start to stimulate the breakdown of this skeletal network. So it's a very fascinating interaction between beta amyloid protein and tau protein that occurs. And that science is continuing to evolve. We don't know everything about it, but that's basically a general picture. And there are other things that can Contribute to this breakdown of tau protein and the disassembly of these skeletal and conveyance networks. And as that progresses, as that breakdown progresses, this tau protein accumulates into these tangles, which again are called neurofibrillary tangles. So that is, you know, a more advanced uh, component of the disease process, the tangles. And it represents a very serious component, not only to cognitive function. As a matter of fact, as, as the disease progresses, the research and the scientists feel that the breakdown of tau protein and this uh, accumulation of tangles represents more of the components of the disease process that coincides with cognitive impairment, even more than amyloid or the beta amyloid proteins. But that's just an ongoing discussion. So as I mentioned very much in depth in the last show, the the beta amyloid protein and what's going on in the synapses is a very, very important component in the disease process and the eventual impairment of our memory and learning processes. And in the same way, inside the cell, the tangles, Are contributing to that decline, that deterioration, that progression of the disease process because of all of the things that I mentioned the breakdown of the conveyance network, not being able to support synaptic function. And I keep emphasizing the synapse because the synapse is where so much of what's going on in a bad way that leads to cognitive impairment and Alzheimer's and dementia. That's where it's basically transpiring. So it's a very, very interesting and fascinating world. Now, in the book, I have great illustrations, so it's easy to understand all this stuff. And you can find all of this online. I also have videos from the NIH and the NIA, which stands for the National Institute of Health and the National Institute of Aging and from other experts at TheAlzheimerSolution.com. So either in the Diabetic Brain and Alzheimer's Disease, you can read and see these illustrations or you can look at videos that I have at TheAlzheimerSolution.com to get up to speed to how all of this actually works and get visuals that are very, very powerful and understanding all of this on another level. So there's lots of resources, but that's basically a little synopsis here on our show about what that's all about. Ralph, would you repeat the name of your book again so that people can go through it and learn a lot more than you're telling in the series? Yes. Again, it's the diabetic brain and Alzheimer's disease. And I emphasize this whole beta amyloid protein and tau protein toxic accumulation, but not just in terms of what it is and what it does, but I talk about all the associated parts and pieces that I've been alluding to, whether it's mitochondrial function or energy metabolism synapse function. Also, I want to mention a, a reference to all of this that is an important reference when we're talking about the synapse and our ability for our brains to function and function well in these memory and learning processes that are so important throughout our lifetime. And that's a term that's referred to as plasticity. So we have brain plasticity, And we have synaptic plasticity. And on the big picture side, the brain plasticity side, it's all about our brains being able to integrate information, process that information, and integrate that information into memory and learning processes. So how well you're doing all this is generally referred to as plastic components to our brain function, so that's brain plasticity, and you wonder about the term plastic. Well, just imagine a piece of plastic. It has many, many shapes and forms, and it can be soft and pliable or become rigid and hard. So when you have good plasticity, good brain plasticity, your brain is more malleable. It's more easily shaped and able to work with the information that it's integrating, when it becomes hard and rigid, well, it has a very limited function. And then that can be actually reduced to what is going on at the synapse. So synaptic plasticity, is about all the important events about the transmission of neurochemicals and the receptors there, and how those receptors particularly in terms of certain molecules, and I emphasize insulin a lot, and calcium, because these two molecules, besides the neurotransmitters that people may have heard of, which are things like serotonin and dopamine, well, there's a whole family of these chemicals and molecules that are very, very important for the synapse function. And when these receptors and these molecules are not not doing their thing as they're supposed to, then that represents a component in the breakdown of all of these important events that contribute to plasticity. So that's a very important thing to to be aware of, and especially as you come across information in your reading, but brain plasticity just represents how well everything is functioning in your brain and at the synapse level, And when you have issues related to beta amyloid protein and neurofibrillary tangles, well, then all of that starts to go south. So thank you again, and we'll stay tuned for number four. Yes. Thank you, Susan. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk about all this and to share it. I I really enjoy it quite a bit. So thank you for facilitating and we'll see you on the next show, number four. And as you said, we'll be talking a lot about the genes and how they contribute to the risk for Alzheimer's disease as you age. Thanks for listening to the Alzheimer's Solutions Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and subscribe wherever you listen in to your favorite podcasts. Share with friends and family on your favorite social media channel, such as Twitter or Facebook.